Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Observation Deck. I don't know about you guys, but I've spent much of my personal time looking into the ability to think critically about the information that comes my way. Unfortunately, the speed in which many of us now live our lives allows fake information to slip past our ability to think about it critically. In this week's episode, we take a look at our natural ability to think critically, filtering the facts from fiction and place us back on the path of thinking for ourselves while removing much of the assumptive information that may not be as accurate or as truthful as we first thought. I believe this will help us not only to remove negative influence and uncover the truth behind information, but will help you gain a more balanced view of life itself, as you will see in the second half of today's episode. This is a basic look at critical thinking skills. It will give you some of the tools to uncover your potential as well, and includes a revealing exercise you can use at any time to filter out the abstract emotive manipulation from the rational, logical facts at hand. So please keep watching because there's a whole lot more than this introduction can possibly tell you. Oh, and by the way, did you know that you can use these skills to actually change your life? All this and more in this week's episode of The Observation Deck. See you on the other side. So hi and welcome back to this week's episode on critical thinking. So before I dive into this week's content, it's time for the usual random shout out. And this week goes to Dragan Stankovic. I hope I've got that name correct. What a great name. Thank you for all your support during these changing times and continuing to stick with the evolution of the observation deck. And of course, that goes for all of you who support my work. I thank you all deeply and I hope the rest of you will continue to come on this journey with me. Now, on to the basics of critical thinking. It's a subject that has been discussed for thousands of years by many learned people within all cultures. And what I believe is one of the most important skills of our time is almost always omitted from the classrooms. Without going into too much details, I guess you can all figure out why that might be. Because obviously, any controlling force, no matter who they are, requires a complicit group of followers. It does not require or want people who know how to think for themselves or critically, for obvious reasons. I guess the first step into understanding of how we can learn quickly to critique incoming information is to use the bright-eyed, green-horned passions of what new reporters are taught before the editor gets their first full-time paying job and tells them to do completely the opposite. So I guess the first stop is, what is critical thinking? Well, critical thinking is the ability to think clearly and rationally, understanding the logical connection between ideas. The basics are simple enough to understand, but in reality, they're usually overwhelmed by a sea of emotive shouts, tweets, posts and comments by those who have little or no idea of what evidence-based information actually is. In essence, critical thinking might be described as the ability to engage in reflective and independent thinking. Critical thinking requires you to use your ability to reason. It is about being an active learner rather than a passive recipient of information. 
Critical thinkers rigorously question ideas and assumptions rather than accepting them on face value. They will always seek to determine whether the ideas, arguments and findings represent the entire picture and are open to finding that they do not. Critical thinkers will identify, analyze and solve problems systematically rather than by intuition or instinct. If you think about it, someone with critical thinking skills can understand the link between ideas. They can determine the importance and relevance of arguments and ideas. They can also recognize, build and appraise their own arguments. Subsequently, they can identify inconsistencies and errors in the reasoning that's being presented to them. They can approach problems in a consistent and systematic way and reflect upon the justification of their own assumptions, belief and values. Now that sounds like an awful lot to take in and we are not going to go into such depths of critical thinking because as I said right at the beginning, this is a basic look at critical thinking and I'm going to hand you the tools for you to start your journey on how to quickly think critically about that incoming information. So now I'd like to introduce you to our framework for critical thinking, which I used to teach on a regular basis to many, many people. And I call this six bums on a goalpost or football post. As you can see here, it's obvious why I call it that. Each bum represents a question that needs to be answered. The first workings from left to right, as you can see the bums, each one of them make the shape of a W. And what that represents is the starting word of any critical thinking question of information that comes your way. So the first working, working from left to right, is that particular bum on the left hand side or the W stands for what. Depending on what has been said or written, several questions can start with this word, as with the rest we will cover later. For example, what does this information tell me about the person sharing it? Or what could be the reasons this information even exists? What was the originating source for this information? So I'm sure you get the point, but it starts to now critique or question that incoming information. Our next bottom on the rugby post is the word where. If applicable, this too needs your mental attention. For instance, where did this information come from? Not who repeated it, but where or what was the source? Additionally, where can I verify the information's validity? Or where does this information have its greatest impact? And obviously that would lead you to asking further questions. The next one in line on our rugby post, the word who is next in our list of bums. Who is sending out this information? Who is funding the cause and who is behind the message? Examples such as who has the most or least to gain from this information? Who has been the biggest distributors of such information? Which again leads us to ask a whole plethora of other questions. So, so far you can see just how deep we can dig with just three basic words or bums on a, on a goalposts, which is we have what, where and who so far. 
And our next word is why. The W stands for why. And if talking to someone in the pursuit of answering the why question, be careful not to come across as combative or condescending because it can quite easily happen that uh, that would occur if you use the wrong tone with why. The why is usually one of the most important questions, but be careful about placing assumptions upon your presuppositions since you may have to check yourself with the other questions to come up with a reasonable why this may be so or why such and such would say and do something. Our next star of the bum lineup is the bum shape that creates the W for the word when. Again, dependent on the context of this, it could prove a critical question, as in, when did this information first appear in the social sphere? In which case, that may also help us as to who put it there. Or when did the event occur and what else was affected by it? A sort of side effect effect. This type of question is often used to examine events that move people's attention away from what sits behind the motives for such actions, words or an event. And our final contestant on the bums of critical thinking is, have you guessed it yet? I'll give you a moment. We've covered why, when, what, where and who, what could possibly be the final W. Well, the final W is which. Not as in the Wicked Witch, but which. Which is again, as all of these W's are, context dependent. Could It could be asked as which group profits more in some way from this information or which of the protagonists is more believable given all the other questions you have asked and information you have gained. Or which group of people tends to be the victims or the victors of such information. Now, you might think that that's all there is to the basis of critical thinking, but you may have missed the big one staring you in the face because it's not just about the six bums on the rugby post or the goalpost, the football post. It is also about the post itself because the goalposts represent the letter H as in how. How does this stack up with the evidence I have collected? Or how could this person or event have taken place? Or how, as uh, detectives often ask or always ask, is how was the crime committed? To help you understand the ideas behind the six bums approach, I want you to try this simple exercise and see how you get on. So just think of something that someone has recently told you or something that you've recently read or heard and then ask yourself the following questions. Who said it? Someone you know? Someone in a position of authority or power? Does it matter who told you this? The next one would be, what did they say? Did they give facts or opinions? Did they provide all the facts or did they leave anything out? The next one would be, where did they say it? Was it in a public or private place? Did other people have a chance to respond and provide an alternative account? The next one would be, when? When did they say it? Was it before, during or after an important event? Is timing important to this particular information? The other one would be, why did they say it? Did they explain the reason behind their opinion or information? Were they trying to make someone look good or bad or feel good or bad? And then the goalpost, which is 
How did they say it? Were they happy or sad, angry or indifferent? Did they write it or say it? And could you understand what it was being said? You see, once you start to practice these basic approaches to critical thinking, you will soon be in a position to filter truth from opinion, fact from fakes, and perhaps all that negative driven information will be erased to a large degree from your own mind and leave you with a more settled and calmer state of mind. There are, of course, many other questions you could ask, but these six bums will usually filter out much of the BS that floats around the modern media platforms we collectively call the Internet, and of course, mainstream TV and newspapers. Which gives me a great segue into the next tool, or rather exercise, for you to test just how emotive and completely void of facts much of our so-called news really is. And for those of you who wish to dig even deeper into this world, then pop over to my website and grab yourself a copy of Spellcasting in a Modern World, because I'm sure the contents will be of interest to you if you like the idea of critical thinking and removing certain filters. So how do we filter out the emotive from the factual? Well, to be honest with you, it's a lot easier than you think. First of all, all you have to do is filter out all of the abstract and emotive words of any given claim or news report. That is to say, highlight. So say, for instance, you were looking at a news report on a website and you just, I don't know, print it out or whatever. Just do this as an exercise and get a highlighter pen and do the following. So highlight and remove such word as could, maybe, should, claims, indicates, factors, possibilities, probabilities, and of course, all the references to any emotions which bear no resemblance to the facts at hand. Once you've done all of this basic filtering, just have a look at what you're actually left with, because all we're really looking for is data, not opinions. And you'll find that very little of actual factual substance is contained in many cases, especially in mainstream media nowadays. It's all very emotive and pushes agendas that are emotion driven rather than factual. I took a quick look at CNN's latest news roundup since, yes, I admit they're an easy target for such an exercise, as is the BBC, and it took me less than 30 seconds to completely pull apart a headline story, which in reality was nothing more than a pitch for more military weapons, basically in somebody else's backyard. And it's not difficult to run this exercise and do that one. And it may save yourself hours of work to find the truth or dismiss the rhetoric as quick as it came into your attention. And then you can just move on. But if you filter the emotive and the abstracts from anything that you're reading and just say, show me the data, not it was told that these people were very, very angry. Well, who told what? And anger is an emotion. So let's just get all of the dross out of the way. What actually happened? What, when, where, how, why, which? Go back to your critical questions. You will find that most of the news and information that we're given actually bear no resemblance of what we used to call facts. Now, if you thought that that was all there was to critical thinking, the ability to turn it in on ourselves is rarely mentioned. It would seem much of the information focuses on critically thinking about external information coming into us. While this is all well and good, I think we have missed a golden opportunity if we do not consider how critical thinking can help most of us move forward in our own lives. 
I guess many of you who may suffer from low self-esteem, lack of confidence, certain you know levels of anxiety or depression could do with a few tips to lessen or alleviate these limiting thoughts, feelings and behaviours. Well, the good news is critical thinking that six bums on a rugby post or goalpost can help you do just that. I'm not talking about criticizing yourself. You probably do that far too much already. This is literally the opposite. Using critical thinking to reduce the internal criticism of yourself. I'm talking about some much more positively powerful tools that could change your whole outlook on life. And I'm talking about using critical thinking as a tool for personal transformation. But before we cover this last section, and it is an important one, please consider supporting my work since without you, I could not hope to continue to bring you this information. You can support my work by liking, subscribing and sharing this information with anyone and everyone you feel may benefit from it. And for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help keep this channel going via PayPal, Patreon and Bitcoin, all of which are in the description below. Or you can hit that PayPal button in the banner above and help support my work. And I will leave a link below so you can dig a little deeper into everyday psychology with my latest ebooks, clicking the link in the description. And don't forget to check out my previous episode on 11 tools for building confidence, because if you like this one and the section yet to come, you'll probably enjoy those as well. So with that being said, let us move on to what I believe is an important and often overlooked aspect of critical thinking. So as covered already in this episode, the skills of critical thinking and the six bums on a goalpost can be used to question those limiting thoughts, feelings and behaviours we so often have, which hold us back in the pursuit of becoming a better version of ourselves. If we start to apply the same criteria which we use for external information to our internal negative self-talk, we can very often stop these limiting thoughts in their tracks and replace them with logical, structured plans rather than emotional, subjective blocks to those plans. Let me start with a basic and all too familiar example. It is the inner speak of the phrase, I can't do that, or its close relative, I don't think I can do that. Of course, this phrase has many variations, such as, I don't know how to do that. And the personal favourite of so many is, I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm sure you can think of your own examples, like, I'm never going to get over that, or I'm just not cut out to be that way, whatever it is. Whatever the limiting thought is, let us now use those six bums as a powerful internal self-coaching tool and tear down the walls of limiting thoughts placed there by the very same external influences you have previously used critical thinking on or not, which is more likely. Our set of questions do not change. What we do is change where we direct those questions, which is, of course, our own fake news, our own fake thoughts, which is very little, if any, basis in reality. You've no need to answer all of the six questions. Well, actually, it's seven if you include the how forming the goalposts. So I suggest you pick just three of the seven and see how you go. So the first I would choose personally is what? 
the what will force you to dive straight into the left brain and question the reality of negative internal thoughts. For example, what makes me think this way? Or what made me have that particular thought? This starts a cascade of other questions that will more than likely lead you to the conclusion that many of the limiting thoughts we have really doesn't have any basis in reality. They are nothing more than emotional reactions to the past, not present situations. All you're really doing is repeating a negative habit from the past and perpetuating it in the present, which creates a bleak future. Bottom line, you really are good at creating negative self-fulfilling prophecies. Now try applying critical thinking and create a positive self-fulfilling prophecy. Let's take a look at using the why question in the same context. Irrespective of the limiting thought, why is also just as powerful in undermining the false premise we tend to build our beliefs upon about ourselves. Asking why did I jump straight into that defeatist thought places the burden of proof back onto the emotional state. That knee-jerk response which will no doubt give you another pathetic reason for its existence. Using why did I think that thought stops negative reinforcing chatter to overwhelm your mind and places you firmly back in charge rather than thinking on a negative autopilot. Our last but not least example when we have ideas or thought that seeks to undermine our desires to move forward is how. Asking the how question can drive us towards positive goals, action plans that seek solutions rather than dwell on problems. How can I stop these limiting thoughts is a great start. So how are you going to do that? How do I begin to break the habit of internal negative self-talk or self-harm? Even if that sometimes powerful negative part of you who wants you to wallow in self-pity and feel defeated, th not even that can stand up against the power of logical, critical questioning. You see, the real secret to doing this lays within the question itself. The moment you begin to logically and critically question these emotional barriers, it shifts your mind from the limbic emotional barriers that, that hold you where you are straight into the neocortex logical rational requirements. And they, those requirements need to back up those negative internal claims. And the truth is, they simply can't. The truth is, if we start to question our own limiting beliefs and negative self-talk with a critical analysis of the statement using any of the six bums on a rugby post, it instantly loses power over you to hold you back. Please remember that the moment you start to ask a logical, rational question about a negative knee-jerk reaction you had, you instantly take back control and power. And the negative reaction or the negative self-talk has to then supply a rational explanation to you, which it can't. 
you do not travel down that thought path of supporting those negative barriers. You switch to a new path of critical, logical reality. And the reality is most of the things which hold us back are nothing more than the recall of previous events and habits adapted to keep us in a perpetual state of fear. You do not have to use the three examples I gave you. Any of them will work just as well. Just give a little thought to the questions and the moment you do so, the moment you begin to question those limiting beliefs is the moment you will take back more control than you've had in a long time. Seriously, I will make this promise to you. Critically analyze what your own thoughts are for one week. Make an effort to stop those limiting beliefs in their tracks the moment they arise and pick three questions starting with any of the seven that we have covered. I guarantee you that after a week of doing this, you will not be the same person you once were. Six bums on a goalpost has never been used as a self-coaching tool as far as I am aware, but I am sure you can see the value in doing so and can benefit from using it as such a tool. Remember, it is not the outside world that dictates who we are. It is who we believe ourselves to be that dictates our world. I hope you have found this week's tools on critical thinking and using those critical personal transformation tools helpful and hope you really do give it a go. I know many of you sit and watch YouTube to entertain yourselves and pick up the odd tips here and there. But if you really want to make a difference in your life, if you really want to move forward with a renewed sense of self, you have to want it more than the fear of failing or the apathy so many of us suffer from. Personally, the skills of critical thinking can change your negative self-talk. It can produce results and move you forward, but it cannot make those changes without you deciding to do so. I love producing these videos in the hope that a small number of people will take an active role in their own futures, because if you do not, no one else will. So please, I hope you try this and enjoyed this video. So remember to help support my channel in any way you can and take a look at my latest ebooks in the books link below. Until next time, question everything, believe nothing and stay curious. See you on deck next week. Okay.